Welcome back. You like that energy? I do like it. I brought the energy today. You brought it. Hey, this is Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Two semi-ordinary pastors. That's us. Reading an extraordinary book. That's us. To an amazing group of people. That's all of you. And you're, we're doing this on day 286. Yes. And we're going to read Job 21, 22, 23, 24, and 25 today. Yeah. Day 286. Yeah, that's correct. Not 2.86. I don't know if anyone was thinking that, but I just wanted to make sure... It's not 2.86, it's 286. Yeah. Yeah, just in case. I just want to clarify. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, no problem. I'm here yeah. for it. I'm sure most people weren't even thinking that. They might have. I doubt it. You don't, Yeah, but you don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I'm just covering all the bases. Cover the bases. That's what I'm First doing. First base, second base, third base, home plate. Is all It is baseball season. It is baseball season. Mm-hmm. Playoffs. Wow. Be good. Okay. I know most of you... Couldn't, couldn't care less. And that's all right. But you can't. You do care about the book of Job, but that's good because we're going to read it to you right now. Yeah, guess who's going to speak again? I bet it's Job. Job spoke again. Not so. Listen closely to what I'm saying. That's one consolation you can give me. Mm-hmm. Bear with me and let me speak. After I've spoken, you may resume mocking me. There you go. <laughs> My complaint is with God, not with people. Mm. I have good reason to be so impatient. Look at me and be stunned. Put your hand over your mouth and shock. When I think about what I'm saying, I shudder. My body trembles. Why do the wicked prosper? Growing old and powerful. They live to see their children grow up and settle down, and they enjoy their grandchildren. Their homes are safe from every fear, and God does not punish them. Their bulls never fail to breed. Their cows bear calves and never miscarry. They let their children frisk about like lambs. Their little ones skip and dance. They sing with tambourine and harp. They celebrate to the sound of the flute. They spend their days in prosperity, then go down to the grave in peace. And yet they say to God, go away. We want no part of you in your ways. Who is the Almighty and why should we obey him? What good will it do us to pray? They think their prosperity is of their own doing, but I will have nothing to do with that kind of thinking. Yet the light of the wicked never seems to be extinguished. Do they even do they ever have trouble? Does God distribute sorrows to them in anger? Are they driven before the wind like straw? Are they carried away by the storm like chaff? Not at all. Well, you say at least God will punish their children, but I say he should punish the ones who sin so that they understand his judgment. Let them see their destruction with their own eyes. Let them drink deeply of the anger of the Almighty, for they will not care what happens to their family after they are dead. But who can teach a lesson to God since he judges even the most powerful? One person dies in prosperity, completely comfortable and secure, the picture of good health, vigorous and fit. Another person dies in bitter poverty, never having tasted the good life. But both are buried in the same dust, both eaten by the same maggots. Look, I know what you're thinking. I know the schemes you plot against me. You will tell me of rich and wicked people whose houses have vanished because of their sins. But ask those who have been around and they will tell you the truth. Evil people are spared in times of calamity and are allowed to escape disaster. No one criticizes them openly or pays them back for what they've done. When they are carried to the grave, an honor guard keeps watch at their tomb. A great funeral procession goes to the cemetery. Many pay their respects as the body is laid to rest, and the earth gives sweet repose. How can your empty cliches comfort me? All your explanations are lies. Mm. 
Then Eliphaz the Temanite replied, Can a person do anything to help God? Can even a wise person be helpful to him? Is it any advantage to the Almighty if you are righteous? Would it be any gain to him if you were perfect? Is it because you're so pious that he accuses you and brings judgment against you? No, it's because of your wickedness. Mm -hmm. There is no limit to your sins. For example, you must have lent money to your friend and demanded clothing as security. Yes, you stripped him to the bone. You must have refused water for the thirsty and food for the hungry. You probably think the land belongs to the powerful and only the privileged have a right to it. You must have sent widows away empty-handed and crushed the hopes of orphans. <laughs> that is why you're surrounded by traps and tremble from sudden fears. That is why you cannot see in the darkness and waves of water cover you. God is so great, higher than the heavens, higher than the farthest stars. But you reply, that's why God can't see what I'm doing. How can he judge through the thick darkness? For thick clouds swirl about him and he cannot see us. He is way up there walking on the vault of heaven. Will you continue on old paths where evil people have walked? They were snatched away in the prime of life, the foundations of their lives washed away. For they said to God, leave us alone. What can the Almighty do to us? Yet he was the one who filled their homes with good things. So I will have nothing to do with the kind, that kind of thinking. The righteous will be happy to see the wicked destroyed, and the innocent will laugh in contempt. They will say, see how our enemies have been destroyed? The last of them have been consumed in the fire. Submit to God and you will have peace. Then things will go well for you. Listen to his instructions and store them in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. So clean up your life. If you give up your lust for money and throw your precious gold into the river, the Almighty himself will be your treasure. He will be your precious silver. Then you will take delight in the Almighty and look up to God. You will pray to him and he will hear you and you will fulfill your vows to him. You will succeed in whatever you do and the light will shine on the road ahead of you. If people are in trouble and you say, help them, God will save them. Even sinners will be rescued. They will be rescued because your hands are pure. Then Job spoke again, saying, my complaint today is still a bitter one and I try hard not to groan aloud. If only I knew where to find God, I would go to his court. I would lay out my case and present my arguments. Then I would listen to his reply and understand what he says to me. Would he use his great power to argue with me? No, he would give me a fair hearing. Honest people can reason with him. So I would be forever acquitted by my judge. I go east, but he is not there. I go west, but I cannot find him. I do not see him in the north, for he is hidden. I look to the south, but he's concealed. But he knows where I'm going, and when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. For I have stayed on God pa God's paths. I have followed his ways and not turned aside. I have not departed from his commands, but have treasured his words more than daily food. But once he has made his decision, who can change his mind? Whatever he wants to do, he does. So he will do to me whatever he has planned. He controls my destiny. No wonder I am so terrified in his presence. When I think of it, terror grips me. God has made me sick at heart. The Almighty has terrified me. Darkness is all around me. Thick, impenetrable darkness is everywhere. Why doesn't the Almighty bring the wicked to judgment? Why must a godly wait for him in vain? Evil people steal land by moving the boundary markers. They steal livestock and put them in their own pastures. They take the orphan's donkey and demand the widow's ox as security for a loan. The poor are pushed off the path. The needy must hide together for safety. Like wild donkeys in the wilderness, the poor must spend all their time looking for food, searching even in the desert for food for their children. They harvest a field they do not own, and they glean in the vineyards of the wicked. All night they lie naked in the cold without clothing or covering. They are soaked by mountain showers, and they huddle against the rocks for want of a home. 
The wicked snatch a widow's child from her breast, taking the baby as a security for a loan. The poor must go about naked without any clothing. They harvest food for others while they themselves are starving. They press out olive oil without being allowed to taste it, and they tread in the winepress as they suffer from thirst. The groans of the dying rise up from the city, and the wounded cry for help, yet God ignores their moaning. Wicked people rebel against the light. They refuse to acknowledge its ways or stay in its paths. The murderer rises in the early dawn to kill the poor and needy at night. He is a thief. The adulterer waits for the twilight, saying, No one will see me then. He hides his face, so no one will know him. These break into the houses at night and sleep in the daytime. They are not acquitted with the, acquainted with the light. The black night is their mourning. They ally themselves with terrors of the darkness. But they disappear like foam down a river. Everything they own is cursed, and they are afraid to enter their own vineyards. The grave consumes sinners, just as drought and heat consume snow. Their mothers will forget them. Maggots will find them sweet to eat. No one will remember them. Wicked people are broken like a tree in the storm. They cheat the women, the woman who has no son to help her. They refuse to help the needy widow. God, in his power, drags away the rich. They may rise high, but they have no assurance of life. They may be allowed to live in security, but God is always watching them. And though they are great now, in a moment they will be gone like all others, cut off like heads of grain. Can anyone claim otherwise? Who can prove me wrong? Then Bildad, the Shuhite, replied, God is powerful and dreadful. He enforces peace in the heavens. Who is able to count his heavenly army? Doesn't his light shine on all the earth? How can a mortal be innocent before God? Can anyone born of a woman be pure? God is more glorious than the moon. He shines brighter than the stars. In comparison, people are maggots. We mere mortals. We mortals are mere worms and, and that, that is, is our, our reading, reading today. today and we read that we did with two questions in mind chip yeah, yeah we did <laughs> okay given so many of you don't yeah. know what happens while we're here oh yeah no the the oh, front door rang here at the church and chip sprinted off opened the door had a full conversation and sprinted back in time to answer his question which is yeah what did that tell us about God? Yeah. Uh, it tells us uh, that um, nobody can teach God a lesson. Yeah, I caught that. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> nobody teach God a lesson. You know, we try to, but, you know, we can't. Um, so God teaches the lessons. I think that's what Job's learning. That's what we need to learn and are learning and have learned. Yeah. God teaches the lessons. So what are the lessons? You know, I think it's always good to ask. And I'll say this many times at funerals because um, of people that are blaming God and angry with God. You know, I just remind them that the thing is, it's, you know, it's, and they come in with all kinds of questions like why, 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 especially when people die too soon. And I, I think the why is not the right question. It's who, and you got to get to God and you ask who God is, who really is God. And the word reveals how great he is, how amazing. And, and he is a God that teaches lessons. So there's a lesson to be learned here for Joe, for sure. Um, and definitely for his friends. Uh, but uh, nobody can teach God a lesson. He, he's, he teaches the lessons. Yeah. So it's always good as, you know, to be a good student. We need to be ready to take notes yeah. and to learn and to put, the, put it into practice so we can be better and stronger for him. I think that's great. Yeah. It's good. God teaches the lessons. Yeah, he's the teacher. Hey, at those funerals, do you ever walk up to them, to the people who are struggling with it and just say to them, like, hey, you know, it's kind of like, 
you know, the, the, the shore of the, of the sea is, is our life. And, you know, you walk and you leave footprints and God walks with you and he leaves a set of footprints. And then sometimes there's only one set of footprints in the sand. And, and those are the moments that God carried you. You know, do you ever walk up and say that to someone at a funeral? I know what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever used that. Yeah. You want to know why? Because it's cliche and and weird and dumb, (laughs) right? And so, like, I love, my takeaway from this text today was, how can your empty cliches comfort me? Mm. And I just think, man, this reiterates something that we talked about the other day. Like, when your friends are hurting, Mm -hmm. like, just just shush. (laughs) Just shush. Just be there. They don't want you to explain their pain. They don't want you to justify their pain. They just want you to sit with them. There's a lot of you great people right now that are offended. Don't be offended. Don't be offended. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, don't be offended. Just, yeah, you hey, say a good word. This, word. That's this a is a lesson word. for me, man. Like yeah, I, all of us. I am a person who tries to intellectualize everything. Mm. I want to understand why this is happening. And the lesson from the book of Job is just you don't always have to understand. Sometimes you just mm. need to sit and listen mm. and love and just be there. You know, so this is a big time lesson for me. I'm not attacking anyone who's listening to our podcast right now. I don't know any of you in the way that you help people process guilt. But I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's interested in the cliches, mm. you know, in, in the moment that somebody loses everything like Job did, mm-hmm. if you go quoting Romans 8.28 to them, you know, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. That is a very powerful verse. But in that moment, it's mm. not going to do anything. Mm. What they really just need is for you to just sit mm. and listen and be there and, mm-hmm. and hold their hand or give them a hug or make them a meal or whatever. Just spend some time with them and love them. And then the explanations can come later. Mm. Explore that with them later. And they're going to be around to to process this stuff later. But Mm. let's get through the first part first. Good point. Good. Okay. Good stuff. So a lot of us are relieved by that statement too because it's like, what do I say? Yeah. You don't have to say anything. Don't want to sound stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Just say, don't worry. We're going to get together. We're going to teach God a lesson. Mm -hmm. Just letting people know you're praying for them too. You know, when they're going through stuff. That's the real thing, yeah. Yeah, you know, if you can't be there with them, you know, you can intercede for them. Yeah, make an effort to pray with them if Mm -hmm. you can. Mm -hmm. Get on the phone or whatever, too. It's good. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, everybody, thanks for joining us today. And uh, thanks for allowing me to get the, the door. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it rang twice. That's why the second uh, time yeah. it rang, I figured it's I, okay, better, I didn't man. know who it like, was. I had you covered. But I got it. And I was dragging out the words good. of Bildad the shoe height. I'm like, yeah. God is powerful. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for doing that. Yeah, no problem. Nobody noticed. Okay. It was good. Well, good. Well, uh, let's go.